here we go. It is the first annual Black, Gray, White Manga Awards. Welcome, all. My name is Bruce. Uh, I'm joined again by my partner in manga crime, Gautam. What's up? So this is our weekly, weekly, yearly manga awards. Um, we could do weekly awards. That's kind of what the podcast is, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna fight it out. We're gonna take it easy. We're gonna figure out what we think the best things of 2022 are. Um, let's just start with a quick conversation, Gautam. How did you feel about manga in the year 2022? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, well, the stuff I read was awesome. I I think there were a few misses and of course cancellations, but all in all, good year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, selection bias for us because we drop things that are bad and only continue reading good things, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good year. I do think we lacked a little bit in new series. Um, one of our last awards is the best new, uh, best new thing, and while the, the things that we chose I think are exceptionally good, there was not a whole lot to choose from. There were only a couple things. So uh, lots of cancellations in Weekly Shonen Jump, Interesting year, to say the least. Yeah. And it's not entirely true that we don't read bad things, as That's you'll see. That's true. I, I read Rent-A-Girlfriend and My Hero every single week, so... Right. Man, I do read uh, bad things. Yeah, and I, I, back in the day, I read all of Bleach, so there's <laughs> that, too. Yep. There might be more Bleach soon. You never know. Uh, its popularity no, I, I, is yeah. on the rise. Yeah, they got a really good ad adaptation. Good for it. Yeah, so a quick rundown of the way this is going to work. Um, Gautam and I each have nominated one series for each of these awards. Uh, the awards, in order, is we're gonna do. We're gonna start out with a little bit of fun and talk about the worst thing we read this year. Uh, we're gonna do best finished series slash best ending. This is for a series that has ended this year. Um, the best art or artist, best writing. Best one-shot, best ongoing seinen, ongoing rom-com, comedy shonen. Uh, we're going to talk about the best character, who we thought had the best character arc, or the best, just was our most likable character in 2022. Uh, best story arc, this is for the sort of individual story piece that ended in 2022, didn't necessarily have to start there. Um, the best ongoing manga, and then the best new manga, and then a couple of honorable mentions at the end. So we'll go through those. We'll each sort of nominate one. We'll hash out which one we actually think is better. Uh, decide on a final winner, and we'll have that list uh, at the end. Sounds like a plan. Cool. So let's get started with our with our one negative Razzie award. Um, what's the, the worst thing we've read this year? As you can see, uh, my nominations are on the left, Gautam's are on the right. The worst thing I read this year, almost every single week without fail, was My Hero Academia. Oh, man. Yeah, and yeah. Gautam here has nominated the the two chapters of Ichigo's Ichigoki's Under Control, which, granted, is bad. Uh, yeah. All right, hey, why don't you start her up, and I'll go first next time. Yeah, I'll do this one. Um, My Hero Academia is... It's most the most disappointing thing about it is that it started pretty well and it has some cool highs and it has great art and it has decent action paneling and my god the writing is abysmal. This 
Kohei Horikoshi has not done himself any services in the corners he's written himself into, the shonen tropes he's leaned into, the lack of female agency, the lack of emotional investment. I everything about this, everything about the writing in this is bad. And I I loathe reading it every week and I am I, I have to read it. It's it's one of those things that I hate read because it's just it's so easy to complain about and, and fun and it's it's just awful. I'm pretty sure at this point Hori has no idea what he's doing and he's just flying by the seat of his pants because Yeah, it's bad. How did yeah. that happen? Yeah, I we've talked about this um off camera, off podcast a lot, but I really do think that the first, I don't know, third, I mean, the first 100, 120 chapters of My Hero are really good, like really pretty good, decent shonen. I think after that time, he has definitely been sort of week-to-week, month-to-month writing, and it quality has suffered the longer he's been doing that. And he's been doing it for four or five years at this point. Um, and we're at the climax of the story, and I hate it and i want it to be over i assumedly this ends in 2023 um it will not be nominated for best finished series <laughs> it, it will not uh, oh absolutely not and i i think kind of the worst parts about it are that it, it's just not coherent anymore like nothing has stakes you just it, it's so predictable like you don't feel tension at any moment in the series anymore right yeah nothing Pretty much nothing works in the series for me except for the art. I mean, even the action paneling and the action doesn't really work for me. So, yeah, My Hero Academia is is not a good series. Please don't read it. Uh, anime is better, but it's not fixing the writing problems. So, yeah, tell, talk to me about Ichigoki's Under Control. Oh, uh, it's kind of hard to talk about because it's, it's just awful. Um, I think uh, people always say, like, the cardinal sin is uh, just being boring just being so mediocre and boring. Yep. And unfortunately, I think there's an even bigger sin, which is being incredibly unfunny when you're trying to be funny. And Ichikoki's under control is just so painfully, painfully unfunny. Uh, I think the first chapter, I, I scraped the bottom of the barrel to find one joke I liked, and I mm-hmm. only found one. And they, it's a gag a minute manga, you know, like there's so many jokes thrown at you. And, none of them land in fact they do the opposite of they 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 flounder and fail it's just incredibly unfunny to the point where i think it actually actively annoyed me Uh, yeah we talked about this chat we talked about chapter one two weeks ago that was a 44 50 page intro we each i think found one joke that we liked and like you said there was a joke or two on every single page so there was you know close to 100 jokes in this series and we each found one thing that we were like oh that was amusing um this is yeah we took bets that were on the incredibly low end of how long how many number of weeks this series will last um i think you said 14 12 weeks maybe. and i said 22 which is yeah not not long at all this is not a good series and it has like actually nothing going for it the art is Art's not I, I don't like the art yeah, like the paneling is just normal. I don't like the character designs. Uh, I nothing works. And yeah, I guess it, it, my my pitch to why this is the worst thing I read, we read this year is well, my hero is bad because of how it used to be good, and it's disappointing because Horikoshi is clearly talented. Uh, 
it, it's not it, it doesn't fail at every level like this does that's true i will i will give you that my hero academia does have good art it is not failing everywhere ichigoki is failing uh is failing everywhere do we yeah. want to say that this is uh, Ichigoki's under control? Because to be honest, we're probably never going to talk about this series ever again. Until it gets canceled, it'll show up in news for a single line, and we'll say, yep, called it, and we'll we'll make good on our bet, buy dinner for whoever wins, and, and call it a day. I'm bringing it up every week, <laughs> even after it's canceled. All right, I'm going to put Ichigoki's under control. You're right. Everything about the series is bad. My hero at least does have good art. Uh, I mean, really good art, generally good action. Um, some of it was good previously, just was not good at all this year in the writing department. I do think that its writing is so bad that it deserves it, yeah. to be in this conversation fully. I think I think you agree with me there, but yeah, Ichigoki. I, I, I think not it, good. If, if this category was the biggest disappointment, uh, it would definitely be my hero because I have no I, I have no expectations for Ichigoki, you know, but. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. let's Both lock it in. Ichigoki's under control. That's the uh, the worst thing we read this year. It definitely, definitely was. Uh, yeah. Next up is the best series ending or finale. This is which a series that ended this year, which did it best, which had the best finale, which was the best series that did end. Um, my nominee here is NN no Shobutai by Atsushi Akubo, this is Fire Force. Um, and Gautam, your nominee? Is Kaguya. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I'll speak on mine first. Uh, I think Kaguya is just fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's the best rom-com ever, uh, manga-wise. And I, I honestly can't think of anything that, that beats it out in my eyes. Uh, the ending wasn't crazy. It was like... 10 chapter epilogue it's, it's a little subdued kind of, yeah yeah that's all it needed to be uh it, it the ending was sweet it was melancholy uh but it was like wholesome satisfying and you got to see where all the characters ended up and uh it, it was a whole whole last journey my friend so I, I think it stuck the landing Akka did all the crazy stuff in in the arcs before it so uh i think he did a great job just capping it out yeah, I mean, I think the ending to Kaguya was great. You're definitely right that the the climax of it was earlier. So the sort of ending, like you said, 10, 10 12 chapters were were very falling action. You know, where are they now? Res resolution type things. Um, oh, just as a side, uh, we'll avoid spoilers in the award show in case in case people are wondering. Um, the only spoilers you might see are the covers that I've used are always the most recent covers, uh, but. Generally, not a whole lot of spoilers here. Um, yeah, Kaguya is great, and it's an amazing series, and it ended, and it's sad. Uh, I yeah, I don't know what else to say other than it's it's really good, <laughs> and it's, it's, a masterpiece, it's yeah. sad that it ended because there were clearly Aka still had jokes to tell because he did not uh, run out or recycle those at all. Take it to verses, man. That's true. Um, oh wait, that's one. That I, is I, one. I, that's I, different. I'm mixing. I'm mixing up great writers here. Yeah, there's there's only a few of them. So, yeah. On the other side of the coin of a sort of subdued, calm ending that just kind of lets its characters, you know, fade away in a very satisfying way. Fire Force, man. Now, Fire Force only published maybe 12, 10 or twelve chapters uh, in this time frame in sort of December, January. I think it ended the middle of February this year. Um, but 
boy. Uh, I mean, Fire Force overall, I just finished reading a week or two ago. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. But the last 100 chapters, and specifically in the last 100 chapters, the last about 40 chapters, and specifically in those last 40 chapters, the last 10 or 12 chapters are so batshit, off-the-wall, insane, crazy, wild, well-drawn, cool style. I mean, Akubo is known for his style, right? Soul Leader and Fire Force both have such cool style. I... For Kaguya, I would definitely say that it's maybe the better series that had a a decent ending. Fire Force was a good series that had a such a stellar ending. And I know that you haven't read this, but I, I think you've heard about some of the things that happened in it. Um, and it's, but I've read Soul Eater, yeah. And yeah. that ending was Buck Wild, too. So I mean, I this imagine. is... E- I, this is even more Buckwild than Soul Eater. I there's 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 no comparison. Um this is honestly this might be one of the best endings of a manga I have ever read. I think really? when huh. I I honestly think when the when the anime gets here, this will probably be I don't know 6 seasons, maybe 7. I think when the anime gets here, people are going to start talking about the things that happen in sort of that last 100 chapters, 40 chapters. And people are going to go back and check this out again and realize that it's it's good. It's, I mean, I, I think I'm going to release a review video on Fire Force as soon as I can. But man, the, the ending to this is just so explosive and buck wild and full of these, this meta commentary and twist it's just crazy. I mean, it's it's the exact opposite of Kaguya, which is why this is an interesting conversation because Kaguya was very, ah, yes, you know, that happened. You know, these people ended up together. That relationship progressed. It's very comfy and kind. And the end of Fire Force is not. The end of Fire Force is explosive and wild and crazy. And it all sort of comes to a head in those last, you know, 10, 20 chapters, so... Man, yeah, I I bet that author is buck wild. So I I, I gotta read Fire Force. Uh, you I, read read, like, I think it's so super enjoyable. Um, as far as shonen go, I mean, it's in a lot of ways, it's it's the sort of prototypical shonen. Like it's they just talk for two or three chapters and then battle for twenty, and then they do that, and they do that for about two hundred of the three hundred and four chapters, and then like I said, you get to the final one hundred chapters, and then you get to the last forty or fifty. And Okubo starts, I mean, I just, I can't say anything other than he starts meta-commenting on his own shonen and other shonen around, using characters in the story in a way that I have not, it is, it's like breaking the fourth wall without directly breaking the fourth wall. I getcha. Yeah. It's well, you know what, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see this one to you. I, I think... Kaguya had an amazing ending, but I think it was also, like, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything. It was just satisfying, and I think the series as a whole is incredible. Yeah, but, so, uh, well, here, I, for the sake of the conversation, do we want to say this is the best series that had an ending, or the best ending to a series? Uh, oh, uh, I, I think, let's do best ending. Okay, I was about to say, because if it's best ending, I think I have to give it to Fire Force. If we're going best series that ended, I would give it to... Uh, I would give it to Kaguya yeah. here, but yeah, I think I mean we could even put this as a tie, but uh, we'll put let's we'll give put it to Fire Force. Fire Force. We'll give it to Fire Force. I 
I really suggest reading it. It's, I mean, it's fun. It's good. I, Akubu's a good character writer too. So yeah, just great. The next thing on the list we have is best art and artist. This is the same thing. Uh, the artist gets the credit for the art in their series. I don't think many artists do multiple series. So essentially you've picked one series. Um, this is, this series is a little weird because it's kind of like picking the best Elvis impersonator when Elvis is allowed to participate. Um, yeah. And you'll see that when you see our nominees. Um, my nominee is uh, Tatsuyuki Nobu for Dan to Dan. Um, and Gautam is nominated One Punch it Man with one, Yusuke one Murata, the Elvis man himself. So in my in my notes, I put One Punch Man parentheses cheating because I feel like I'm cheating this category because there's it's, it's one punch man yeah it kind of is cheating as i mean this one might even be a short one because i will say dan dan's design action paneling character art it's so good i love it um i would still rank it second behind murata you just can't he's just unbeatable it's it's just again he is just the actual man at the Elvis impersonation contest. Like he's yeah. the best. He's the top. He's the pinnacle. He's the peak. He's what every, he's what every action shown artist should be reading and studying and learning from. It's the, it's what part of what inspired me to start the white, gray, black channel was the video on action paneling. And the, I wrote a little, um, a little blog post, I don't know, a year and a half ago now, uh, on action paneling. And Murata was a huge part of that. Cause I would read it and say like, how is he so good? Why is he this good? And learned a lot from that. And I think other mangaka could learn a lot from it too. So anything else I, to say about One Punch Man it, winning this one? Uh, no, because at, at the end of the day, you could take you could take like certain panels from One Punch Man and give it to a random artist who's good at art, but and they can never replicate it. You know, like it's it, he's on another level and. That that's just how it is. But I think it, we should talk more about Dandadan because mm-hmm. it, because we all know One Punch Man is like clearly above everything. So it's not it's cheating because it's not fair to compare people to like Murata. Uh, but Dandadan I think has amazing art and it's weekly, you know, and yeah. action paneling like it is so freaking good that it, it's on this comparison to begin with, right? Uh, what do you think? I I agree. I actually think like if we were sort of ranking, uh, not necessarily ranking. Let's let's play into the fans, and if we were to power scaling uh, the artists here, Murata is Murata is Saitama in One Punch Man. Right? He's so strong. He one hits everything. Right below that is is Yukinobu in Dandadan, and then. I think there's a pretty big gap, maybe a small gap. Stuff like Sakamoto Days is good, very good, but it's not not on Dandadan levels. Like it's it's Murata, and then there's a there's a gap, and there's Dandadan, and then I think there's like a pretty decent gap, and then there's kind of everybody else who's good, and then there's you know a gap between the, the other people. Like I think Dandadan is a solid second. I think it's an unbeatable second. So, I agree. Yeah, Dandadan looks and reads amazing. Uh, I think the only thing that comes close uh, in terms of like dynamic action is uh, Kaiju 8 and Sakamoto Days. Yep. I think both of those are good, yeah. 
Kaiju 8 may be a little worse, but I read 10 chapters of Sakamoto Days because you've been suggesting it last night. It's good. It's good so far. The action, the action paneling especially is very good. The art is good. Um, and I've clicked more recent chapters and the uh, character and still art improves in Sakamoto Days over time, which of course I think it's a new new author. So, so yeah, I'm going right. to lock it in. I mean, this is, yeah, this like is we a said, a little bit cheating, but... Uh, Still, still de- deserved win here for best art artist for for One Punch Man. Um, next up on the other side of the manga coin from art is best uh, writing. This is for the author whose words and choices won us over, uh, regardless of the other things in the manga. Right, the art here doesn't have to be good. Um, so the nominees that we've got, I have Friarin at the funeral. Um, that is by Kanehito Yamada and Tsukasa Abe. I believe uh, Yamada is the writer. Might have to double check that. I think Abe's the artist. Maybe it's the other way around. Um, and you have nominated Hunter Hunter. Uh, yeah, and deservedly so. Uh, yeah, Hunter why don't you go Hunter, first? He, I, I, I call it novel x novel because every chapter is just a book. Like, it's, it's, it's borderline unsatisfying to read because you're just reading dialogue. Uh it, but that dialogue is good. And I, I think if you look back at uh, Hunter x Hunter arcs like York New or the Chimera Ant arc, um, I think the Chimera Ant arc is literally the best written Shonen arc I've ever read. And A lot of people uh, agree with you. I've heard nothing but praise for it. Yeah, and it's it's weird because it, it's such a slow burn at the beginning, which makes a lot of people dislike it initially. And then it, it has so many strong emotional beats and it breaks so many shonen tropes i think togashi when he's on is the best shonen writer of all time it, like the chimera and art makes me cry every time yep and uh i think currently the the dark continent stuff has been really compelling and i'd say it's only hindered by the fact that i'm reading walls of text instead of reading a manga it's not a the issue isn't a writing issue. It's a medium issue where he's not utilizing the medium well right. because of course he's sick, but um, it, it that that's the biggest flaw with Hunter x Hunter right now. Also the publishing schedule is, I was going to wild. say how much, how do we dock any points here? Because Hunter Hunter published four chapters this year, maybe five, not a whole lot, right? Was it even four or five chapters? It might've been three. I don't, I don't I, know. I wouldn't dock points for that. What I would dock points for is not using the manga medium as well as something like Bryrin. Because yeah. uh, at the end of the day, the writing is amazing, but you have to use the manga format to enhance the writing. Right. That's, if, that's part of it. If you were an amazing writer and you write a great book and you sold it as a movie that was like a slideshow, that's, you're right. That's not the right medium. Um, it's funny that both of these have similar issues. I think it's less severe in Fryerin. Um So my my nominee, Fryerin at the funeral, um, not I mean doesn't have the greatest art. It has good art. Uh, doesn't definitely doesn't have the best action uh, when it does action. But I, I have to nominate this because we had the ending of an amazing arc in the in the Mock of Eldorado, which we're going to talk about later. And the fact that there was a shonen battle between, there's two different ones at the end of that arc, 
and the fact that I was so invested in that, even though the action, the, the action art and paneling was, you know, not very good. I wouldn't even say that it's okay. It's really not very good. Um, the fact that I'm still so invested in that battle because the writing for Denkin and for Fryron and for the demons was so good. I mean, this just, this series has consistently blown me away for the past two years in how sort of muted and mature and, uh, how aesthetic the writing is that doesn't make a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. it has this it has this it, very specific style that no one else is really hitting in i mean this is technically a shonen right it's it's a little bit seinen uh seinen shonen split but this sort of high fantasy not an isekai it just it feels adult it feels somber it feels melancholy it has all these feelings that you just don't get out of most other popular manga and i'm glad that fryron is very popular also i mean i think that the writing here is just is just exceptional and you know uh, i never get exactly that i was going to say it has every chapter has a melancholy feeling even like the the ones that are happy and there are quite a few right uh yep. you're right it, it i don't think it's had a bad chapter even the ones i like a bit less than others have been great, you know. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of series where you go, oh, okay, that one was filler, or we're transitioning from one thing to another, whatever. I think every chapter I've read, I go like, it's like you said, it's compelling, it's interesting. Um, I this is where I get to expose myself. I do not read Hunter Hunter because I watched like thirty episodes of the anime and thought it was bad. It is. I thought the the start of Hunter Hunter is the most generic bad shonen full of every trope in the world i know everyone's like once you get to nen and chimera ant i i know that there's good stuff later in it it's so hard for me to invest all that time and to not not get not even feel like it was just okay right like reading fire force is not amazing early on it's good though and it's interesting enough that i could keep reading it and i thought hunter hunter was legitimately bad at the start so um maybe Uh, someday i'll get around to it but I will say it is trope filled at the beginning, like, and it's kind of supposed to be, but I I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, The the difference is I found it fun. So I was able to go through all that stuff uh, and not, and not worry too much. And then it dynamically shifted Mm -hmm. or drastically shifted to something amazing uh, at at the third arc, technically. Yeah. And I don't think I got that far when I I watched the new version of the anime and got through the intro, uh, competition or whatever it is trying to get their license hunting license Uh, is that what they're doing yeah the hunter exam yeah i just man i i have a problem with like i understand shonen main characters are generally you know young boys you know 12 to 18 or whatever i did not like gone he was too childish for me and it wasn't in sort of a fun but powerful way i don't know nothing worked for me i'll 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 start at a better arc maybe because i've been introduced to the characters i know who they are um, so this, this decision is kind of on you then, Gautam, because you've read both of these. Um, I've only read Friar and I know Hunter Hunter is, is, has good writing. Um, I do think, I do think it should lose some points and I do think it, I do think it loses because there are only four or five chapters of this published this year, but it's up to you. Uh, what I'm, do you think? I, I think those chapters were good, but I'm still going to give it to Friar in here because, um, at the end of the day, this is still arc setup. You know, like it, Hunter x Hunter is in, is in a spot where like nothing crazy is happening at the moment, uh, quote unquote. So yeah, definitely fair yeah. run for this. Yeah, I also think it doesn't win because you pronounce the X in Hunter Hunter every single time. So 
No, nah, is... no, nah, it's 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 there, and you have to pronounce it, just like Yuri Triangle Camp. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're the rest of the podcast is going to be us fighting about pronouncing the X. Um, in yeah, Hunter, Hunter. yeah, exactly, and we'll see who gets the award for that. Well, I mean, you know, I can link to I can link to Togashi himself talking about the thing that he wrote and created, and just calling it Hunter got... Hunter. That's that's pretty that's pretty solid evidence, my dude. I, I I'll link the creator of the GIF pronouncing it Jif. <laughs> in return oh this actually is turning into us arguing about the x okay, it's we'll, we'll, we'll that'll be another that'll be another time um yeah, yeah. okay so yeah best writing friday at the funeral i this is amazing well-deserved win um next up is best one shot so this is the best you know the best single thing a one shot is just a single story in a single volume or a short form um the issue here with competition is that we don't get a lot of the one shots that, that Japan does just because, you know, Japan will publish volumes of one shots and unless something really stands out or is by a creator that we know over here in the West, the fan translators are not going to grab those and pick those up. So most of the one shots we get are Twitter posts, Pixiv posts, or, you know, authors who are already familiar with or stuff that's really cool. So there's a little bit of a selection bias here in that we get really cool one shots and then we get a bunch of two to four page things which are really not valuable now all that being said uh this one is actually not a competition because we both brought the same thing and it's uh goodbye airy sayonara airy by tatsuki fujimoto um that's the winner because it's really fucking good yeah and you know honestly i have a it's kind of hard to even talk about this one to be honest because i feel like it's something you should just read Mm -hmm. uh uh, yeah, this this one's an easy choice. I, I we both said that in our notes here. I, I it's like no contest here, and I said, yeah, who are we kidding? Yeah, because this mean, is yeah, it's the best one. It's good. Yeah, I mean, so Fujimoto last year also came out with um, another one shot. That's name I'm forgetting. That was also I would have given if we had done this last year. I would have given 2021. That's what I was gonna do, and then I I remembered it was last year because yeah. I like that one even better. It was so good. Yeah, I man. Do I... What was the name of that? I'm going to search it real quick. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this just consistently proves that Fujimoto can do whatever he wants and do it well. Because uh, both of his one-shots were pretty different. Look back. That's right. Look um, back. Yeah, they were, they were really different, and they're good. And I think what both Look Back and Goodbye Aries show is that there's kind of a difference between between being like a good shonen author and being able to execute, you know, hype battles and, you know, character arcs lining up with battle arcs, right? You know, getting the sort of progression together. Um, a shonen is set up differently than other types of stories. And the fact that Fujimoto can do Look Back and, you know, Look Back, which was super personal and again, very very kind of muted and a, it's about manga and manga artists and it's sad and it's also uplifting and then to do something like Sayonara Eri which is kind of more weird and uplifting and it's a little sad but also hype I mean think about the the last page of this right no spoilers but when you get to the last page of Sayonara Eri you will not be sad even if you were sad previously and it just shows it just shows Fujimoto's absolutely a good writer who can do do a lot of different 
styles and a lot of different things. And I mean, I really hope after he finishes part two Chainsaw Man, I hope he just writes, I don't know, two more, you know, two more one shots, only does one shots, more Chainsaw Man, who knows, but he's just good. And I, yeah, all of his works uh, seem to reflect on uh, loss and moving on from it and kind of what happens after you lose someone. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's, uh, he's really good at it. He, he's written everything he's written has that theme and he's done it really well yeah it's just great i mean again no contest here i don't think there were any i don't even think i could remember any other one shots there was the weird uh the one by the deus author with the the chicken god with the sacrifice i didn't didn't read you did read that because we talked i did not oh no you didn't that's right we we talked about didn't read that that one was interesting um but again it's got nothing on on sinor area on goodbye area so Mm -hmm. yep that's the winner there. Uh, easy, next easy. up, next up, we have best ongoing seinen. So this is the best adult series. Um, more adult themes, more you know, sexual violence, things like that. This is an interesting mashup uh, because my nominee for this is uh, Boys Abyss by Minami Ryo, and your nom- nominee is Oshinoko. That's by Aka Akasaka, the writer, and Mango, the artist. Um, and I'll go first. You have not read Boys Abyss. No. I tell you to read it every week because it seems I seems so unappealing. It's man, I don't even know how to describe this. It's like it's like the most it's the best well-written soap opera ever. Like imagine the kind of soap opera drama of like you know, boy loves girl, girl loves boy, you know, mom emotionally manipulating. There's a there's a teacher who's a pedophile and it's it's adult and it's depressing and there's suicidal ideation and there's all these things in it but it's so well executed and it's such a wild ride that you just you i am i have grabbed onto this series maybe about a year ago and have not let go i think it's it's so so excellent uh yeah and i i see see it and like i haven't read it but i've check some of the threat reddit threads um and it seems insane it is insane but the thing is that even though it's wild and insane it isn't it isn't just dumb fun or dumb crazy it's like legitimately emotionally mature it handles the sort of adult themes with care and grace even while still being kind of uh aggressive with them i guess like i said i mean there's a big theme of this series is kind of suicidal ideation and, you know, joint suicide, suicide agreements, those kinds of things. So if those kinds of things trigger you, I would, I would not read this. Um, I am, I'm okay to read those things. And I think the writing here treats them with a sort of respect to given to the characters to just, it's just a great series. Um, I think when this gets an anime, I know that people ate up, uh, Mango, who is the artist on Oshinoko, who we'll talk about in a second, her last series was uh, Scum's Wish. Um, that got an anime, and people were pretty into that. I know they had some concerns. I loved Scum's Wish when I watched the anime. This feels feels very similar to Scum's Wish, where uh, these characters are using sex as a weapon and things like that against other characters inside the story. I don't know. It's just I just can't. It's very hard to say without without talking spoilers, but. It's a wild ride, and I think it's it's excellently written. Um, but why don't you why don't you go ahead with Oshinoko? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oshinoko is a kind of 
instantly good. Um, it starts out buck wild, uh, kind of. I wouldn't even say isekai because it's not another world. It's like a reincarnation story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can spoil chapter one, right? There's a yeah. There's a homicide and re- rebirth happening in chapter one. That's kind of the whole uh, impetus for the plot. Yeah. And, and by all means, I didn't think it would go this long, nor do, did I think it, it should work as well as it does. But it does both. Uh, it's kind of a scathing and brutal critique of the entertainment industry. And I think I, I think it's great... It's, showing its audience like things that they don't even think about like the complications of production corruption uh expectations from idols and authors you know it it talks about a lot of different subjects while also developing its characters on the side and not just that uh Manko's an amazing character designer and artist so it's just enhanced by that as well um it, it just doesn't miss and uh Akka and Manko make a great team yeah, I mean Oshinoko is is excellent. I think um I think Oshinoko takes this for sure. As much as I love Boys Abyss, uh Oshinoko is just good. It's just one of the best things of the year. I considered this was in maybe my top ongoing for the year, maybe in the top 3 or 4. Um it's very good. Like you said, somehow somehow a manga author right? So he's he's produced and helped in an anime and a live action cuz he uh the writer of Kaguya-sama, right? Akakasaka. He's, it has an anime, it has uh, a live-action production, so he's been involved in those. I want to say there may, might have been a stage production even, but the fact that he goes in and just tears apart TV production and predatory, uh, you know, people who are predatory to cosplayers and cosplays and VTubers and YouTubers and all these different angles on entertainment, this is going to be like... You know, there were some, uh, you know, to reference something that was unduly canceled due to the author being a, a, a pervert, Act Age, right? Act Age kind of handled the sort of acting and TV and movies and stage angle of some of this stuff, although it didn't necessarily hit on as dark of the themes. But Oshinoko is like, hey, you know how you love idols? Like, they're not allowed to have boyfriends. People spy on them. People are potentially out to kill them. People are violent towards them. Hey, stage actors, uh, you know, once you're a famous child actor, how do you how do you get back into acting? People see you as a one-hit wonder. You're only the pepper dancing girl. How do you deal with that? And the fact that he goes through so many different facets of the entertainment industry shows me that this, I mean, Aka's just, he's just a wild. Yeah, he's, he's so he's masterful. Yeah, and yeah, Act Age got bludgeoned on the head and reincarnated as Oshinoko what happened yeah i definitely think there's there's a lot of similar uh similar vibes similar themes between the two of them especially with the acting stuff i think the stage screen acting themes with uh with the characters that do that are very very prominent definitely sort of the top this is the most messed up i would say the tv movie stuff maybe has been the most the most scathing maybe the idol stuff i don't know we'll have to see where it all goes but yeah, I mean, I Oshinoko wins this for me. I as as oh, good as Boys Abyss is, Oshinoko is just is just excellent. Um, Mango has great art, although I love the art in Boys Abyss is also very good. Um, so yeah, best right. ongoing Sonian Oshinoko. Uh, any last comments on on these two? Nope, it is decided. Cool. Uh, next up is best ongoing rom com or romance. Um, this one. 
I have some issues with your <laughs> with your nominee, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, All right. Again, just what's the best rom-com? What's the best romance? Uh, my nominee here is uh, <laughs> Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro by Nanashi. Um, and your nominee is Dandadan, which I would yep. I would say is not a romance. I, I, I don't think a shonen having romance should belongs in this category but i will say i disagree if we were looking at which shonen has has the best uh the best romance this dandadan wins by like easily so I, I why don't you go first on this one sure um i think dandadan does the does romance better than most romance manga uh i, I like nagatoro I uh, uh but i think it it does romance even better than nagatoro because i think the issue that a lot of romance rom-coms run into is that they have to stall mm-hmm. and Dandadan not being primarily a rom-com, even though it is because it has romance and comedy uh, since it doesn't have to wait or fill or stall. They develop their characters uh, so much more naturally. I feel like uh, Okran and Momo Momo's relationship uh kind of develops so fluidly and naturally and it does it it does something really well which it doesn't beat the audience over the head that they like each other and i think a lot of rom-coms get into that habit of doing they have to to explicitly show um because that that's kind of the climax of every chapter if you're writing a rom-com especially a long-running one yeah this was yeah yeah, I mean, this was an interesting category for me because I think a lot of the rom-coms that I like generally um, had missteps this year, right? Uh, last year, I probably would have said Blue Box was the best was the best rom-com. It didn't. It had missteps this year. Uh, Love Rivals and some bad things. I think it's it's sort of riding the ship in the last three or four weeks. Um, Kaguya ended, so I, I didn't want to nominate that. Uh, my charms are wasted on Creo Medica. I think Ugh. had a bad arc. We're coming off a bad arc. I still think that's a, a pretty decent rom com, but I don't think it deserved the award. Um, my honorable mention here, and I almost uh, nominated here, is, is Smoking Behind the Supermarket. I think that's a that's also a really good rom com. But that's um, good. That's yeah, good. you hit good. you hit on a really interesting idea that I think is is true, and it is definitely what makes the romance in Dan to Dan worthwhile, and that's that the romance is not the main part. It's secondary to something else that's going on. And that means that you can drive the story forward without without mixing up the romance, right? Something else I would put in here as an example of that is, I, I bring this up a lot because I think it's a really good romance, but uh, Quintessential Quintuplets, right, by, by Negi Haruba. There's a mystery involved there of you know which of these which of these quintuplets did he first know because that's the girl assumedly that's going to win i think that putting a mystery first and a romance second makes that series better and i think dan does the same thing right it's a shonen first and it is definitely a romance maybe third maybe third or fourth um but yeah no i I think you're absolutely right if if we're talking romance in shonen i don't think i've seen it done as well as dan dan and yeah i mean just just hardly at all I generally think the romance, I won't say it doesn't belong in shonen. I will say that most shonen action battle shonen authors should not try to write romance because they are not good at it. 
yeah, that's why Oda doesn't. Yeah, um, Oda doesn't do it. it. It just doesn't fit in his story. It makes yeah, sense. Oda doesn't really do romance. Um, there's no romance in Fire Force except for like two side characters, and it's very, very small and light. And I think that it worked just fine. Um, that's another one that I think is just he just didn't do it because it's just not not what it's about, right? Um, anytime uh, Horikoshi in My Hero has tried any type of romance, it has not worked. It has fallen flat. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Dan and Dan's good. I will say I don't think it's a primary romance. So I don't I don't know if he gets my vote here. You might have to try to sway me. Um, don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. All those other romance things that I listed had missteps. I think Nagatoro has consistently gotten better and better, and the last year was good, excellent, great art. The character character progression in this is is good. Um, I know I talk about the sort of proactivity of a character as being one of the big draws. And in romance, one of the big issues is when characters are not proactive, right? When you want to say, just talk to them, just confess, just confess. And when they finally confess, it feels good. It feels great. Um, both the characters in Nagatoro are increasingly proactive, especially in their romance. And this past year, the past two or three arcs, I've just, I just think they, they've just been really good. This is just a really good rom-com. And I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, this is just, I think it's just a great rom-com. It's great. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Nagatoro works in every way. And I, I also agree. It's a great rom-com. Um, and I think what a lot of people fell off of it is like the first few episodes of the show are like, you don't really understand their dynamics. So it just seems like flat bullying. Um, even when you understand but... their dynamics, cause I, so I came into this sort of in the middle of it being published. A lot of these things, especially rom-coms, you can kind of pick up in the middle, understand the week to week of it. Um, so I picked it up, I don't know, maybe 60 or 70 chapters in something like that. And then I went back and read the start. Even when you understand the dynamic, it's just straight bullying at the start. Yeah. This is, does not have a strong, it does not have a strong start unless you're into being bullied by little girls which is uh, who knows but um uh, I, I think it's just gotten better right like it's the first maybe 10 or 20 chapters are a bit rough but after that i mean this is i think this is going to go down you know not on kaguya level but this is going to go down as one of those rom-coms that if someone's like hey i want to read you know a shonen rom-com what do i read you're going to offer kaguya nagatoro uh, maybe a couple of the other older ones, but I think this series is just, it's just good. It's just solid. And to be honest, it gets a little bit of a boost because all of the other previously good rom-coms had missteps this year. So uh, it's light on competition, I would say, but it's very light on competition. I, I would honestly only put the only competition in my eyes that it has. Uh, if you exclude Dan to Dan is uh, smoking behind the supermarket. Mm -hmm. uh, Kubo wants to be invisible and, um, the sweat and soap one. Uh, gosh. Uh, oh yeah, the telework. Yotobanashi. Yep. And that just started, so I can't gauge that. Yeah, yet. it's new. Hard to. Yeah, definitely very new. So, how in uh, love, yeah, look, how in love I, are you with Dan Dan winning this? I, I I I think it's better. Um, but I'm fine giving it to Nagatoro since it's primarily, uh, it, it's first and foremost a rom com. Yeah, I think I think Dan to Dan is maybe going to take home a later award. So I think we did this Nagatoro. I'm I'm glad you brought up Dan to Dan and talked about the romance in it because I think I think you're right about everything you said. I think the romance in it for Shonen is is really, really good. Um mm -hmm. But yeah, let's get this Nagatoro. Uh I, I'm glad we were able to talk about the romance in Dan to Dan though, because I think that's uh I think that's yeah. a good points and stuff. It just goes to show how everything works in that series. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, it 
looking forward to every chapter. Anyway, uh, it's decided. Let's it is decided. The... It's Nagatoro. All right, I'm going to take a quick bathroom break for about one minute. So we're going to go on break real quick, and we will be right back. All right. All right, we are back. Thanks for waiting. Next up on the list, after romance, is best ongoing comedy. This is kind of a hard one to pick. I don't read a whole lot of straight comedy, um, but one of them really impressed me this year, and that was uh, Elden Ring, Road to the Erd Tree. Uh, this is by Nikichi Tobita, um, and your nominee here is Witch Watch, which is, from what I understand, very popular. This is one that I have not read. So um, I'll go first. If you've played Elden Ring, uh yeah i mean you've you've played elden ring i'll say in general as a viewer or a watcher if you've played elden ring this is absolutely hilarious it's this weird gross gag manga where the main character you see him on the on the cover here he has not he has not worn that many clothes in any of the ten or eleven chapters I've seen. He is like essentially wearing a thong throughout the entire series. It's goofy. Clearly, the author and artist have have played the games and are deeply involved. Um, and man, I, you laugh out loud multiple times a, cha- a chapter. It's just so incredibly good. It's incredibly funny. It is very niche because I think that if you haven't played Elden Ring, maybe if you've played some of the other FromSoft games, it would make sense to you. Um, but if you haven't played Elden Ring, this this isn't... I, I don't know. It's hard to say if this would work or not. I think it might. Um, but man, this is... I, I mean... I don't think it would. But. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. It, it, would be, it would be more difficult for this to make you laugh or for you to be invested in this. Um, I do... If you've played Elden Ring or any other FromSoft games, I do think you would just... You would absolutely love this. You would laugh out loud. Uh, it's so, it's so funny. It's so great. I cannot, I cannot laud it enough. 
Yeah, it, it's hysterical. And uh, yeah, our man's here is pretty much in the nude the whole time yeah, because you you, you, you got to fast roll, you know? You can't have that armor on. Uh, it's, it's very funny. I, I think it only works if you have played Elden Ring because it, I, I think a lot of the way, like it, Elden Ring is so grim dark that the way they play it in this manga is, uh, it's just so buck wild and hammy that I love it. Yeah, it very much works in a dark horror comedy, dark comedy kind of way where it's like, exactly like you said, the the dark world of Elden Ring is contrasted against the absolute goofball that, that the main character is and how goofy his antics are. Um, and that's kind of the basis of most of the comedy for it. So yeah, uh, sell me on Witch Watch because I know that a lot of people like this. I know that I think it got an anime announcement. I know that it sells really well. A lot. Of, it's 200 almost chapters in, maybe over 200. So this is a, this is a really popular series and I, I have not read it. So sell me on Witch Watch and why it's the best comedy. Right. Um, so I think uh, the first few chapters of Witch Watch are not laugh out loud funny, but they're charming. But as it goes, the author is just so he tries so many weird ideas every single chapter. Uh, it's mostly episodic where every chapter is focused on a gag or a concept of a gag of some kind. Uh, there have been two individual chapters that have just gone into uh raw denim you know just a, a weird hobby that the author might or might not have and the benefits of getting raw denim jeans and wearing it for a year without that, washing it that's so, crazy I it, can't... yeah and those are the kinds of risks he takes when putting out every chapter a lot of them are like this uh not the raw denim thing but just wild ideas you know um the main character is a witch she can cast a, a billion different spells but they all come with a catch of some kind um so is it like are you familiar with the idea of wild magic in D and dungeons and dragons it, it is like wild magic okay. except she can choose but she's too ditzy to understand the or explain the side effects to people okay you you um, literally just sold me on the series because why i wild magic is one of my favorite things in dungeons and dragons i use that table a lot if i played something i would probably play something that involved that wild magic table was a it's a sorcerer, I think, that does that. Yeah, the, the saying that, oh, this is a wild magic, uh, every time she casts a spell, something weird or funny happens, that, I mean, that you've sold me on Witch Watch already, so. Yeah, that, that is practically every chapter. The author did a series called Sket Dance uh, before mm -hmm. this, which ended, and um, Witch Watch is the closest thing to filling the Gintama-sized hole in my heart. Uh, it's... Of course, I don't think anything is as funny as Gintama, but it's close, and that's saying a lot. So it's understandable why it's so popular. Yeah. Here's a question. I I think we give this to Witch Watch because it, it, it sounds funny. Everyone loves it. I have no problem with it. Elden Ring's a bit more niche. Do you think if Kaguya hadn't ended, does Kaguya take best comedy this year? Or does it? Uh, is it was it not funny enough to beat these two? Uh yeah, that's tough. Um, I'd probably say Kaguya is funnier, but um, I think Witch Watch is more creative in cool. in the types of jokes it does, you know, because it does a lot of different stuff. Uh, so I'd probably still give it to Witch Watch in terms of comedy just because it tries so many things. And uh, it has a lot of ideas that I haven't really considered or seen before. Um, so I'd probably give it to Witch Watch. Cool. I think, yeah, Even I think Kaguya I think we give this award to Witch Watch. Um... Sounds like a great comedy. I'm excited to read it. Uh, I'm currently reading 
something we'll talk about on the next nominee in just basically right now. But yeah, I think Witch Watch wins best ongoing comedy here. Um, next up, next up is a big one because the majority of things that you and I read, the majority of manga that sells in Japan and the West is shown in manga. Weekly Shonen Jump, uh, Weekly Shonen Magazine, those two cover 80, 85, 90% of sales for Shonen. So, again, one of the big awards, Best Shonen. Uh, you're going to see two pretty familiar things here. Uh, my nominee, the first nominee here is obviously Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Um, and your nominee is Sakamoto Days. So uh, why don't you go first on this? Tell me sure. about, tell yeah. us why Sakamoto Days is the best ongoing shonen in 2022. Um, okay, yeah. I, I, I will preface this by saying um, I'm probably going to give it to you. Chainsaw Man is just so good. It's so good. But I did want to talk about Sakamoto Days because I think it would be a horrible shame not to put this somewhere. Um, Sakamoto Days has fun entertaining story about assassins uh sakamoto obviously doesn't kill but he's a former assassin um i think we talked earlier about one punch man and dandadan having and uh mentioned kaiju 8 having the best action paneling one punch man and dandadan having amazing detail and while i don't think dandadan uh sorry sakamoto days is on that level of detail uh i think it has the best action choreography well, tied with Murata. But what it does better than any of those series is it has the most creative fights, hands down, and it's not close. Mm -hmm. uh, Sakamoto Days uses... It has so many different creative ways of fighting, and it uses the environment every single fight. Um, they're fighting on the top of a air, uh, grounded airplane at one point, and Sakamoto rips off one of the wheels and rides it and flings the wheel. Uh that's just one fight, and they're all like this. It's just... Yeah, I mean, I, I so I started reading this literally last night because I, I wanted to catch up and know a little bit more about it. Like, in Chapter 1, Sakamoto, like, shoots a jawbreaker out of his mouth to deflect a bullet, and then he uses a rubber band from his uh, convenience store to, like, shoot, not bullets, but essentially bullets at the guy he's fighting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even in the first... At first 10 chapters there's a fight that happens on a roller coaster and then on the roller coaster track as the as the cars come by two or three times as these two guys fight so yeah i, I definitely agree with you the the action here is super creative i would say more creative um maybe Honestly, than anything i can think of uh, yeah i mean i'm only 10 into it so i would say you know some of the things in dandadan are pretty creative too but they're more typically creative if that makes sense this is more like do something wild and funny uh the that fight that i was talking about on the roller coaster ends with one of the guys dressing up in a bunny suit and they crash onto a live stage show that's like a power rangers stage show and he ends up beating the guy wearing the bunny suit while so one of the main characters is a he has a mind reading ability and then there's sakamoto who's sort of like the best uh the best assassin ever who's retired and that fight is the mind reader guy with his eyes closed reading the mind of sakamoto as sakamoto tells him exactly how to fight while he's in a bunny suit fighting this guy with poison and yeah like that's you're absolutely right this has some of the most creative fights um so far for me again only about 10 chapters in the writing is just okay it's just fine um serviceable um it, the, it's real. It's just fun, all in all. You're mm -hmm. not going to get 
you're not going to get a Citizen Kane out of this, but it enables the action super well, and the story is just entertaining. So yeah. yeah. So on 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 the other side is I think our our winner, almost uncontested, is Chainsaw Man Part Two. Um, yeah, I mean, Fujimoto already won one of our awards at the best one shot. I I would argue here, obviously, that he also has the best ongoing shonen. Um, the beginning of Chainsaw Man Part 1 and this are both a little bit slower than what the later arcs would be in Part 1 and I think will be in Part 2. But I think he's shown growth in writing. I think the first 20-25 chapters of Part 1 of Chainsaw Man are good, but they are more typical, they are more tropey, they're a little bit more standard... Um, still goofy, fun characters, still good writing. Here, I think he's broken that a little bit. Um, there's less tropes. There's more female agency, which is something that I'm always calling for in Shonen. Um, and man, people were hyped for this to come back, and I do not think it's disappointed. The action has been great. The story has been good. The new characters are awesome. The plot twists are amazing. I, it's just good. It's just the best. It's just one of the best Shonens around right now. So what do you think yeah. about Chainsaw Man? No, uh, it's phenomenal. Um, and the thing is, like, it hasn't even had that much action. It's it's mm. had a lot of chapters so far, but it hasn't had that much action. And in good, because you need to develop Asa as a character. She's our second main character. So it, it's just working really well. It's setting up a lot of intrigue and compelling plot points. And uh, I would say, unlike the, the one difference I... I Think I feel at the moment is unlike the first Chainsaw Man, we're following Denji. Uh, everything is out of control, out of his control, and he's not very inquisitive to find out what's going on behind the scenes. And that's kind of the onus of the villain's plot and all that stuff. Um, here, we don't really see kind of a hidden mastermind yet. Um, it's more of like kind of an internal duel between Asa and Denji at the moment, and right. I think that's different and compelling. And yeah, and I think I think you've hit on one of the points that makes part two really strong. And again, Fujimoto's a good writer, so he made the right choice here. Is he essentially introduced a new protagonist, right? Asa is the protagonist of part two, I would say so far, is the main character. Denji is is present, um, but he is more of a secondary character. And I think that is what makes this uh makes this just as compelling as part one i think if we just had denji again and we're finding out what he's doing i think it's i think it's not as good as what we've gotten um and you're you're absolutely right that in part one denji's sort of thrown into doing work for other people doing jobs for other people um aki's kind of his caretaker and all this stuff so he isn't doing much other than kind of being pointed at people and saying turn into chainsaw man and fight that um and that's kind of what he does for the first 20 25 chapters here things are different in that he has control of his own life, but that isn't a good thing because he's mm-hmm. a bit of a moron. And Asa's kind of, we're learning she's a little bit of the same way, right? She does have control of her own life, you know, contracted with the devil, just like Denji, or similar to Denji. Um, but she's also kind of an idiot. Uh, and so things are just going sideways. I, again, I I can see on the horizon the series improving and getting wild again i everything that i've written that i've read from fujimoto has started much more tropey and muted and soft than it ends it ends much more wild and out there so really excited to see where this goes um i we both agree chainsaw man wins this yeah 
I, I will say, though, I don't think Asa's an idiot. I think she just has very low self-esteem. Well, I don't know. If you read that first war, chapter war, again war, with the chicken... War Devil's an idiot. Yeah. Well, they, they're both kind of idiots, which I think is a, is a good part of it. But yeah, Chainsaw Man wins this best ongoing shonen. Um, it, only being published for four months now. I think it started back in September. Yeah, yeah, not too long ago. Yes, but I mean... It's it's amazing what Fujimoto can do in just just four months that he can beat yeah. everything else. I think for us, he's so talented. Yeah, so very uh, and, good. And and let me start the next one since it flows. Yeah, so the next one, uh, you can go first. The next one is best character in manga. This is the character in twenty twenty two we thought had the best art, the coolest stuff, the thing that was most compelling to us. So, yeah, you can see it again. My my nominee here. This is this is where I chose my One Piece nominee. We're only allowed to, to nominate One Piece once, um, but. Yeah, I nominated Monkey D. Luffy here. I think he was great. And you nominated Denji from Chainsaw Man. So, yeah, start us off. Uh, yeah, I think Denji is a compelling disaster train crash of a human being. And I love him. Uh, I think he is clearly in some kind of funk or depression. Because uh, in, in Chainsaw Man 1 it clearly fucked him up in a lot of ways, it seems. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his worst tendencies are kind of on display in part two. If, if you've seen, um, unlike part one, he doesn't have a collar on him anymore. So no one is holding the leash. He's just kind of doing whatever he wants. And when he does whatever he wants, he just does a bunch of stupid shit and lives incredibly impulsively. And that fits the character perfectly. He's very well written. Um, he's, I, I, it really seems like he is in a funk and that somebody has to, like, go see the therapy devil, Denji, because <laughs> you really need it, bud. Um, also, he, he's the funniest he's ever been, in my opinion. I, I If we had a, a best comedy scene, best ongoing comedy scene, it would be Denji uh, picking up cigarette butts, emptying the tobacco into new rolls and reselling them. Because he wants a part-time job, and getting a part-time job is illegal as a student. So he's just illegally selling cigarettes instead, thinking yeah. he's being morally righteous. Uh, what a yeah, moron. Denji, Denji is excellent here. I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, what to even say? You're, it's it's so funny because the I reread Chainsaw Man maybe five or six months ago, part one, and he starts... And I think he's he's sort of compelling and stupid, and he develops. And then the way that part one ends is not uh, fully positive for him. There's definitely some trauma left over. So to see kind of where that trauma has has brought Denji and how he's dealing with it, and the way that he's uh, like you said, dealing with going, you know, being in school for the first time, being a part of public school, is really funny, really interesting. Yeah, I. I really like Denji here. I don't. I don't even know if he's maybe not even my favorite character in part two though. I think Asa is really great. There's a lead. Um, I think if we wanted to best ensemble, maybe is something we do next year. You know, Chainsaw Man maybe would win that for me. Um, yeah, uh, my last series, my favorite was Power. Um, mm -hmm. Yep, a lot of people's favorite. Um, on the other side of that, a bit more lighthearted, although the things that happened this year, I. I have to try to talk about the last 12 months of One Piece without spoilers because a lot happened. Um, I will say less here. The things that Luffy did in the last 12 
months of One Piece are some of the best in the whole series, I think. Um, Wano arc, end of the Wano arc, the final battle that he was in of the Wano arc that took, probably started before, you know, before last December, before the time of this year started, was just excellent. Um, I am continually impressed by Oda in how committed he is to having Luffy be his main character. So many large shonen that have large casts will sort of swap between another, you know, another character will be the sort of main character for 10 or 20 chapters, and then they'll maybe come back. I mean, even Fire Force did this at the end, right? The last, I talk about the last 100 chapters. I think the Shinra, the main character, is only in maybe half, maybe less than half of those of those last few chapters. And somehow Oda continues to keep Luffy growing and he's compelling and he's still the main character and he's still the most important character. And the things he does are still in character. And even though he develops and changes and grows, he's still Luffy at his core. Uh, It's just, it's just excellent. I mean, I know you and I both, both love one piece. So, um, absolutely. And you know, I think a lot of, a pitfalls that some people fall into is either flanderizing a character or trying to write your protagonist like how you would react to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Oda has been so incredibly consistent of keeping Luffy Luffy that you won't doubt for a second that he falls into any of those pitfalls, either of those pitfalls, because Luffy is just Luffy all the way through. And his reactions are predictable at times and they catch you off guard at times because that's just him as a character. It's great. This is, I mean, this is a real competition in my opinion. I, I mean, I'm, are, I know, I know, I know, I know which you, way I'm voting. Are you okay? Tell me your vote. I'm, I'm 50, 50 uh, on it, to be honest. Uh, for me, it's Luffy easily. I'm, I'm totally down. I mean, that's, that's my nominee. I, I think Luffy wins this one piece deserves to win something every year i think this is i think this is the category to give to it so yeah i i think the best character in 2022 is definitely luffy um i would not have put him up for 2021 or 2020 which i believe is when i cut up to one piece um but yeah 2022 was 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 luffy's year so i think he absolutely wins this and man how hype was gear four or sorry gear five yeah i mean so sick no spoilers but yes it, it's when uh, it's, on the, it's on the cover yeah. it is on the cover so i yeah i mean and you know you knew it was coming um yeah. and if you are interested in one piece check it out don't let the chapter chapter count intimidate you i wish there was more almost everyone who reads one piece doesn't think it's too long they think that there's uh not enough of it so um the next one which is our final sort of uh specific category before we get into this kind of best best of the year um is best story arc so this is sort of the best uh arc that doesn't necessarily start in 2022 but ended in 2022 which of those do you think you know had the best was the best little self-contained story inside the series um my nominee here is the dreamy school life arc in ranger reject by negi haruba um and your captain your nominee is mock del dorado um, from Fryerin, which which we talked about a little bit earlier. So um, I think go, this one will yeah. be probably our closest one. This this might be the closest one. These were when I was choosing. I the first thing I thought of was Mock de Dorado from Fryerin because that was just. I think it started in 2021. It was a long arc, but it ended, and 
yeah, I mean, we gave we gave Fryron the win for writing, and that's plays into the best arc here a lot. Um, but I also think that Ranger Reject deserves to be nominated. Um, it we was got, so strong. It, yeah. So very strong. And coming off of the heels of what both you and I considered sort of a rocky arc was, with the sort of boring. garage fighting arc. Yeah, kind of boring. Every two or three chapters was good, but not every chapter was good. To go straight into an arc that was, you know, 20 or so chapters that were consistent, good, satisfying, great end, great new characters. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Speaking of Ranger Reject, we got a drop for the trailer, which looks awesome. Um, we'll maybe great. talk about that a little bit next week. But uh, sorry, did you did you mean Go Go Loser Ranger? Nah, English yeah. translators. Please uh, it's so bad. Yeah, but, uh, but, but go ahead and uh, uh, take her away. Yeah, I mean the the the, the, the streamy school life arc. You know, we'll try to talk without spoilers. Main character joins uh, the Green Rangers team, who's sort of sort of a psyops in you know small team intelligence type thing they go into the dream which the executive which is the bad guy kind of creates and they're on a it's it's one of my favorite story tropes which is time loops right um i love time travel you'll hear me talk about it occasionally um time travel stories are my favorite it started with my mom introducing me to back to the future all those years ago I love Back to the Future Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. They're all great. I love time loop stories. And this is a good one. Um, and that you do not see that often. Most time travel, time looping things are not good. This one was interesting. It was cool. Um, Negi sets up the, the rules of how the arc is going to work as soon as you get into the dream world, and he sticks to them. The bad guy is clearly defined. The characters grow. The main character changes. The new characters, the Green Ranger especially, is a standout and his second-in-command. Um, all the characters are good. All the writing is good. The action is great at the end. The resolution is good. It's tight. It's compact. It's, I mean, it legitimately, I think, is one of the best just shown-in arcs I've ever read, like, independently. I mean, I, I would put it up there with, you know, for me, some of the One Piece arcs. Like, I think Alabasta is my favorite. Like, I would put it up there with Alabasta. It's just a good, it's just a good self-contained part of the story. It fires on all, all cylinders, hits everything that it's going for. All the character stuff is good. I, I see, I don't think I see a single flaw in the Dreamy School Life arc of Ranger Reject. I think it's great. Um, I think there's flaws in the series overall, but yeah, Dreamy School Life arc is great. How did you feel about it? I loved it. I, I think it did so much so well. It didn't overstate its welcome. And I think it did something unique, uh, which was this wasn't, really a battle arc it was a psychological arc mm -hmm. and uh i think another ballsy thing it did was that d our protagonist um wasn't the biggest impactor of this arc uh he, he did a lot sure but i it, the other characters carried their weight just as much if not more and it, it just set itself up so well which the previous arc didn't do in my opinion um, this one set up so much intrigue, so much, so many potential like plot devices that they can use later, and it was the shortest arc yet, and I loved it. Yeah, it was. It, it just. I, I hope it continues like this. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I compared it to One Piece, but it does exactly what you were talking about. Something that's very similar to One Piece, where. Oda will choose a character inside the arc that's usually a new character to kind of get the character development and their arc is what's inside 
that arc in Alabasta, it's uh, Princess Vivi. In Dressrosa, it's the other princess, Rebecca. Um, it's usually the princess who gets the, the arc or someone like that. Um, mm-hmm. This kind of did the same thing, right? It, it introduced the the green team, and it's the second in command of the green team who kind of gets the arc and is the focus of this arc. And I think that's something that helps it out is kind of focusing on that thing. And I think, um, I'll let you talk about it. I think Mock Dorado does the same thing with Denkin, right? As mm-hmm. much as our t- Fryrin and her little team is still the main focus of the overall story, I think that Mach- the Mock Dorado arc is Denkin's arc to carry, and I think he carries it well. So tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's 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 a shame that these two are going against each other because I don't, in my eyes, Mock Dorado does not lose uh, as an arc, yeah. even as as good as Ranger Rejects arc was. Um, in Freyrin at the funeral, uh, it's it's clear Freyrin is incredibly powerful, right? Uh, and it's interesting that Mocked, one of one of the demons, is just the strongest being on Earth. Uh, he turned an entire city into gold, including all the humans, everything around an it. Entire county, um, essentially, yeah. miles and miles and, of gold. And they actively have a barrier keeping it contained. That's weakening by the day, you know. Um, and I think the strong part of this arc, and you said your thing is time loops, which is super fun. Uh, my thing is kind of like what Freyrin explores a lot is what it means to be human. And it sure as hell does that in this arc. Uh, demons in, in Freyrin are pretty unique because they are pretty sociopathic in ways where they don't understand human emotion. They can't even begin to comprehend it. At right, best, they'll, yeah. mimic, they'll mimic it to trick humans or to agitate them to, in order to kill them. Um, but they don't; they, they can't grasp it. And Mocked is pretty unique because he tries very hard to understand. Right. We talk uh, about um, we talk about this a couple times, but I I compare the the demons, the devils in Fryrin to they are essentially Asimov's robots. Right. They do not understand humanity yet. They kind of the things that they understand and emulate about humanity are kind of programmatic. They think, oh, if I cry and beg for my life, they might spare me. Demons have tried that a couple times, and, you know, Fryerin can see through it. Um, yeah, and this, I mean, the, the, you're right. The interesting thing about Mocked here is that Mocked knows this, and he actively, you know, he, again, he he's proactive in that he actively tries. He says, I want, I want to understand humans. I want to be able to feel empathy which which the demons don't feel i want all those things that's what i'm after and then he still you know turns the whole city to gold and how does he deal with that how does even though i think i said that denkin carried this arc i'm i'm reconsidering now that i think it's actually mocked who probably is sort of the main character of this arc he he has a sort of character arc although i wouldn't necessarily say that he He is changed by the end but he goes through a character arc uh in it and yeah i i i mean i will give up i'll give up the the dreamy school time loop arc of ranger reject because yeah i i agree mock de Dorado, Fryerin is incredibly strong it's won tons of awards that it deserves and i think mock de Dorado is the best arc it's had and that's really saying something it's easily the best arc it's had and uh, like i i still probably would put chapter one of, of Fryerin as the best but mm-hmm. that's because it's self-contained and easier to say that but octave el dorado was phenomenal and i think 
what I liked about Mocked is like at the beginning, uh, before he tries to understand humanity better, uh, his way of understanding was like experimenting by giving like two kids a, a sword and said and telling them to kill one another and asking yeah. what emotion they felt after one of them was dead. And to make a monster like that sympathetic is hard work, but I think they actually uh, the author managed to do it, and that's impressive. Uh, because Mach was sympathetic towards the end. He wasn't a good person, but he was... He, I think the audience felt for him in a lot of ways throughout the course of his arc, and it's just very strong writing. Yeah, have you ever read um, of... I think it's of, of Mice and Men. Did you ever read that in high school yeah, years yeah. ago? Um, the, the big guy with mental problems. Um, uh, is it Lenny? Lenny. I was going to say Larry, but Lenny. I think Lenny is right. Yeah, Lenny. I... Again, the the demons are so interesting in this because they, in the way that Lenny, for for a different reason, right, sort of can't comprehend his his own strength and how that can kind of hurt things and people around him. But he he wants to and he's eager to uh, you know learn and be friends with animals and stuff. And I, I see kind of a lot of that here, which is it's really saying something to compare, you know. Uh, you know, a manga fried from the funeral to, to Steinbeck, who's, you know, an all time great American author. But I, there's just a lot of the same things going on here with, uh, with mocked. So yeah, I mean, I, I give it to Friar and, 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 and the Eldorado arc here. It's, you're right. It's exceptional. I think if we were talking about individual arcs as the best of the year, this, uh, this beats everything for me. This is so good. Yeah. And I know, I know that we both decisively picked Freire in here, but I I have to say this was this was tough because both were so good. Uh, but yeah, I'd also give it to Freire at the funeral. All right, uh, Mocked of Eldorado arc from Freire wins best story arc of 2022, um, and we are on to the last two awards. This next one I actually think is the toughest one, uh, although the, these last three are all pretty hard for me. Um, but yeah, best ongoing manga. So this is just. What's the thing that was published this year that we, you know, kept coming us back? Um, I thought about this as what's the one thing every week that I just can't wait to read? Um, and for me, that's Dandadan by by uh, Tatsuyuki Nobu. And for you, it's One Piece by Eiichiro Oda. So why don't you go first? You, you don't have to sell me on One Piece, but tell me why One Piece was the thing that you had to go read every week the best ongoing manga of 2022 for you. Yeah, actually, I, I know I don't have to sell you on it because I uh, I made like a bet with Bruce uh, and he read like all of One Piece in like a month or two months or something. Uh, but yeah, I and I will preface this by saying I won't be picking One Piece going forward because I think it's cheating because I love it too much. <laughs> yeah. And I have a, an obvious bias. Yeah, well, and uh, we did we did establish a limit of you can only nominate One Piece for a single category. So I nominated right. it for best character. You nominated it for best ongoing. It won't be showing up. I, I just that. feel like I just feel like it will be best best ongoing next year too. So I'm not going to pick that True. next year. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, uh, One Piece was spectacular. This was the conclusion to the Wano arc. Um, if you haven't read One Piece, it's it's a huge arc, and uh, there's a copious amount of world building. Uh, that set up the universe, uh, the the One Piece universe and characters and everything. 
for how this arc progressed. And it, it shifted a lot of the things within the world. And it did so while keeping it incredibly fun and entertaining and keeping the Straw Hat crew just as carefree and jovial as ever. Uh, I think One Piece is peak fiction. It Every single chapter this year and every year has the best pacing out of Weekly Shonen. Um, every chapter has so many tidbits of world building and lore that you can think about while also having uh, plot developments, action. It's all interwoven. And Oda does it amazing. Yeah, I don't know I, when he has time to write the story, but yeah. It's, yeah, One Piece, it's, you. if you read it, you know. You skip ahead two minutes when we're done with this conversation because you know, right, One Piece is, is just that good. A couple of things that you called out that I agree with, we're at a moment in the story in One Piece now where instead of asking more questions in the world building, we're starting to get answers. And I think that's definitely one of the things that is compelling. One Piece is always sort of provided some answers to things as we go along, but the end of Wano and since and the last uh, eight eight to ten weeks of of One Piece has really just opened up the world through answering the questions that we've had for some of them 22, 23 years. Um, it's just excellent. You're right. The The world building is great. I, I'm constantly stunned by the pacing of One Piece, by how in 20 or 22 pages Oda can have seven different fights all for a page or two in panels and still reveal new information and still move the plot forward and you still leave us wanting more at the end of it. And he does that 40 times a year, right? Every single, yeah. you know, three weeks of every month, Oda publishes chapters of One Piece and they are paced perfectly. They move things forward. They're very good. Um, it's unrivaled. You're right. I mean, One Piece, like I said, if you read it, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's very good. It's hard to topple. Um, yeah. yeah uh, completely agreed. And honestly, I think that that covers One Piece. It, it doesn't begin to cover One Piece, but I think that's that's good enough for One Piece. And yeah, my I think that's. For it. I, I'd rather talk about Dandadan. Yeah, uh, so so my nominee here is Dandadan. Um, thinking about what's the one series that I'm always looking forward to. I'm I'm thinking about week to week. When I read it, it satisfies me in the best way. Um, it's Dandadan. It's and we talked about it. I think this is maybe the third time, fourth time it's been nominated for something here. Um, it's just great. I it just everything works in Dan to Dan. The character stuff is great. The action is great. The writing is good. The romance is good. Like we talked about, the designs are wild. The plot twists, the character twists, the new characters, the mecha fights, spirit fights, young Yoku fights. Everything is just amazing. I just can't. There, I cannot find fault in Dan to Dan. I will say, this year, I, there were a couple of faults in One Piece that I noticed and that were kind of rectified later. The, you know, the, the sins of it being a long-running series with only 20 or 22 chapters a week means that if I would just be patient, it would be okay. I don't think I've ever read a chapter of Dan to Dan this year and had an issue with it. I, I don't know if you agree with that or, or what. I was but... actually going to say, yeah, I... I feel like I can uh, pick at criticisms for 
everything on her list so far. Yes, except Dandadan. Um, I I don't I don't think I I can think of an, a single issue at all right now. Uh, yeah, Dandadan does everything right, and that's that's all it, that's all there is to it. Yeah, it's excellent. I mean, it's you and I are both very big critics. Me especially. Um, I'll read things that are peak fiction, as good as One Piece, and I can still say, you know. Oda's action paneling isn't the best. There were some character stuff at the end of Wano I didn't love that was kind of resolved later. Dan to Dan, I'm thinking like what? Like I've I literally cannot think of a complaint. I'm trying desperately to think of a complaint I would have about Dan to Dan, and I can't. It's that doesn't necessarily mean it's perfect for everyone, but for me and I think for you, like Dan to Dan is, it's essentially flawless. I, I guess my my only potential I, I it's not even an issue is that there's no like big villain or any yeah, kind of that's lingering we have talked about this yeah no no overarching story no real connection between the kind of individual events um i think we're getting more of it now in these last couple of chapters but that's uh, when i think about that as a critique i think that's more of just something i want because i don't think that it detracts from the story at all it, it, I, it does not it's yeah. not even an issue because e- even like the episodic like the arcs that we've had so far uh it doesn't need a, a, a big villain you know yeah. um the only reason we need a, we're thinking about a lingering threat is how do you end this you know where, mm-hmm. where are we going towards the end but that's like a that's like a meta question and I'm sure the author will do it at some point. But at the moment, it's it's perfectly fine the way it is. Yep. You heard my keyboard type. I, I typed in Dandadan here. As good as One Piece is, it's always going to be good. I think Dandadan wins this year. Do you agree? No. I think it's One Piece. You think, you think it's One Piece? Okay. We're st- yeah. I'm, the conversation I, I, continues. Uh, while I do think Dandadan doesn't do anything, and I think, sure, there, there are points in One Piece that you can pick apart, uh... Or have issue with like the Yamato thing. Um, I, I don't think I've felt peaks reading manga like I have this year with One Piece. You and know, this I, was I think, maybe the yeah. best One Piece has ever been. Very close to it. I would put Wano as probably my number two or three best arc in One Piece. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, same here. I, I, and I think it's been this way because I loved Whole Cake, you know. But um, the thing is, I, I think there were so many dynamic shifts within the world of one piece like so many developments so many answers that i and i I think that's that's the culmination of it being built like all these questions being built up over 20 years like two decades that are getting the payoff i i i can't think of anything better than one piece at the moment i i won't bring it back next year though i swear unless it ends but uh I, i i have to give it to one piece even even if I can't criticize Dandadan, the highest highs were from One Piece. I'm 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 hard pressed to give up Dandadan here because it didn't. We didn't give it the win for romance, which I think is right, and we didn't give it the win. Uh, where did it else for best art and artist? I I think. I I don't think we need to give it a win just because it didn't get one before. I feel but, like there uh, should just always be a separate category that just says best One Piece, and it's the winner is One Piece, and that happens every year. Because you're you know, right, One you, Piece is always good. Why don't Why don't we just make a category for best One Piece? Since I won't be bringing it up next year, because I, I I'll think, I'll remember uh, that uh, next year. Yeah, as as a meme. Will Will it, you it concede me? Will you concede me, Dan to Dan? I will ask yeah. this of you. Imagine if I just said no and we <laughs> continue talking about this for like 15 minutes. Yeah, let's go, Dan to Dan. It's, if, it's, if you, uh, it's honestly, it's. 
I would not I would not lose a single second of sleep if One Piece won here. It's very good. I just think I think how consistent and and virtually flawless one uh, Dan to Dan has been. I almost said One Piece because it's that good. I, and I I think our metrics are different here because for me it doesn't need to be flawless. It just needs to hit me harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan to Dan hits me plenty hard. It's really good. Uh, but no, I I'm I'm fine with Dan to Dan because I I do think One Piece is just perfect. Yeah, uh, I, I it's it's it would be a shame not to put something as good as Dan to Dan. That's currently running and kind of new, you know. Not yeah. I I, I'm kind of in the same. I know that's not how award shows should work. You shouldn't go. Oh, this deserves an award. We haven't given it one. Let's give it this last one. But at the same time, I don't think we'd change our minds. That's the that's the thing, right? Like so, uh, because I I think both are are so fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I wouldn't lose a wink of sleep over this either because I think yeah, I we could we could literally. I will hold on. Let's let's just flip a coin for it to see. Uh, no, no, no. Let's do it. Let's do it. A chance. Okay. Leave it. Let's leave okay, it to okay, RNG because I, I, I wait, think we, we can do this. Anything. Okay. Head. Uh, give, give, give me tails. Give me tails for one tails. Piece. Tails for one piece. Head for heads for Dan to Dan. I think this is worth it. These are so equally stellar that it's it's up to it. Um. So you've got right. tails. I've got heads. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. One piece wins. All right. All right, well deserved. I'm down. Honestly, I, I was I was gonna say well deserved for either either outcome. That's how that's how much I like both of these. Yeah, I agree. And, um, and and honestly, yeah, it's it, this one was the hardest category. You're right. I think this is the hardest category. Uh, we've how, spent how ten minutes on it now. I think this is our longest discussion. This is this is yeah. very very hard because this is like you said, some of the best of a long running, you know, the longest running peak fiction shown in best moments hypest hype coolest power-ups great character moments it's cool story reveals versus a smaller and more self-contained and newer story that is essentially flawless um yeah how do you how do you choose a coin flip is how you choose because there's no other real way to do this i will not lose sleep over this uh one piece wins best ongoing manga of 2022 and i'm i'm good with it i'm great with it i agree yeah all right, Let's the the final category uh, is the best new manga. I saved this for last because I think this is the most interesting conversation to have, um, and I think this is the most important as what's what's the best thing that has started from December first, twenty twenty one, to December first, twenty twenty two, or November thirty first, thirtieth. How many days are in November? Thirty. Thirty days in November. Um, best new manga. I think both of these are incredibly heavy hitters. Because it's not just that, oh, yeah, it's the best thing of the year, but other stuff is better. I think these two are both incredible manga in their own rights and have every right to be in the discussion of best ongoing next year, best story arc, all these things. Um, my nomination is Yomi no Tsugai by uh, Hiromu Arakawa of Full Metal Alchemist and Silver Spoon fame. Um, and your nomination is Akane Banashi. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? I'll take it away this time. Go first, yeah. Uh, Akane came out with a lot of other new series, i.e. Earth Trial, Dororan, um, that one with the Demon Mafia. Yeah, Ayashimon. Ayashimon. Yep. Uh, and it it stood out in just so, so spectacularly. Uh, Akane is the best like the best protagonist of the lot easily 
and it covers uh rakugo which is just a an interesting niche hobby within japan and outside of japan it's it's nothing no nobody knows what rakugo is you know and to have that as a manga on a comic like jump that's mainstream everywhere in the world now is bold and the thing is it makes it interesting uh an issue i had with cypher academy uh, is not displayed here it it makes rakugo so very interesting the characters are great akane is hot-headed spirited but also flawed in the parts where she fails she's Uh, overly headstrong yeah 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 she's overly headstrong she fails but she also acts like a normal human being and learns from it she eats humble pie like pretty happily because it's a learning moment and she realizes that and that's done in a way that makes her incredibly compelling and feels like someone you can root for very easily uh I and, I mean I'm I'm with you on this. I love uh, Akane Banashi. It's excellent. It's so good. And and I, I think uh I was telling Bruce about this, but you know, it's 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 like uh Shokugeki no Soma or Food Wars and Chihaya Furu in that they're kind of battle shonens or sports manga in a way, you know, where Right. They this one I was gonna games. I was yeah. gonna comment Akane is very much framed as sort of a sports uh, a sports manga with training there's this we've gone through two or three training arcs competitions you know uh sort of a tournament there's a tournament arc essentially already in this so it's it's so very creative in playing with uh with shonen tropes and yeah i mean i agree this is this is maybe the best lead character in in classic jump right now i i mean maybe maybe luffy wins but Akane is just excellent. Yeah, uh, b- best new character for sure. Um, I I can't think of anything, anyone, any new character from this year better than Akane. Yeah, and at the very least. it's, I mean, it. I hate to use the overused phrase "breaking the mold," but this is a shonen that is, you mentioned it, very much breaking the mold. I mean, female mm. lead character is not common. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think true solo female leads in in weekly shonen jump is this the only one there's got to be another one right uh, surely dragon. yeah that yeah that's not being if, if that's, if, that does, yeah, do, that we, do still, we count yeah. that that published three or four chapters and has gone on hiatus i mean yeah ruby dragon also um <clears throat> and i think both ruby dragon and akane show that i and I can't speak to if this is uh, female readers or male readers or both who wants this, but I do think that there is a healthy thirst for more female protagonists in in shonen, in manga in general. Um, While they exist, they exist generally in the sort of less popular, less selling uh, shoujo, jose genres. And, and I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think that there's a, because Shonen is, is more popular, it just has more eyes on it. There's a lot of female fans. They, there's a lot of female fans of My Hero, Jujutsu Kaisen, all of these kind of Shonen things, One Piece, all these things. And they don't, there are female characters in those, but they don't have that many female leads. And that's, I mean, all of that to say that Akane is, 
pushing the envelope, I, all these weird colloquialisms, whatever I want to say, it's good. And I'm, I'm so incredibly happy that we have a female lead character in Jump and that it's successful and that it is well-written and good. Everything about Akane works for me. It's excellent. Yeah. And, and you know, someone needs to make up for Horikoshi, you know? Yes. I. He's a, he's a representation you, black hole. You could publish four Akane Banashis and it would be hard to make up for the damage that Horikoshi has done <laughs> to his female characters, but a conversation for another time. Um, right. My nomination here is Yomi no Tsugai. Uh, this should be translated as twin twin demons of the underworld, twins of hell, something like that. Um, this is by Arakawa, who's the author of Full Metal Alchemist, widely considered to be the best anime of all time, one of the most accessible, generally good stories ever told in manga or anime, I would argue. And Yomi no Tsugai is the spiritual successor to that. Part of why I nominated it Generally, I think it deserves, I, as, man, as good as Akane is, it's still a shonen. it's still kind of simple. Yomi no Sugai is Full Metal Alchemist 2. It just is. And it's so disappointing to me to see the translation discussions up on Reddit, and it gets, you know, for instance, the, the big discussions on Reddit that are not season finales or something will get... 4 to 6k, maybe 8k if something's new or really good. This gets sub 1000 comments on it. I think the last one had 5 or 600, maybe 30 or 40 comments. It's not widely read, it's not widely known, and it is literally a series from the like from the most well-known anime and manga story, right? Full Metal Alchemist is Full Metal Alchemist is the specifically anime from Brotherhood is where most people know it. It's the anime, right? When someone asks, what do I watch to get into anime? What's the best one? Mal still, I think, has Full Metal Alchemist as number one. It might be number two now from voting. Who knows? And this is more of it. This is, it is, it's more of her incredible world building. It's more of her incredible characters. It's more of her incredible character designs, which I love. The style, the power system is interesting again, just like it was in Full Metal Alchemist. And as much as we talked about um, Akane being sort of a a champion or an important part of being a female lead character, I would argue that Hiromu Arakawa, as a female author, is pulling equally her weight. How how accomplished she is in the world, and that a a female mangaka has produced not only Full Metal Alchemist, which is again universally acclaimed. Silver Spoon, which also universally acclaimed for people who've seen it, though a bit a bit more niche. This new series is so good. I cannot even tell you. The first chapter is amazing. The latest chapter, the characters are so perfectly fleshed out and and new nuanced and flawed, and it's interesting. And there's mystery and there's. I it's it's I I'm at a loss for words because I don't know how to describe it without without just gushing and spoiling what's happened it's it's so excellent it's so good i cannot wait for more arakawa also generally is more of a contained storyteller um a lot of shonen seinen like to they'll start out and then introduce and they'll expand 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 um you know we mentioned my hero is something that expanded past where it could handle um lots of shonen kind of do this they get too big 
there's too much going on. There's too many story angles. And Arakawa is just a master storyteller. She does not let things get out of hand. Things are contained. She deduces characters at a good pace. I mean, if you were just to ask me a single, like just ask me a single quality of this series, characters, art, design, paneling, it's all of it Arakawa is excellent at. And Yomi no Sagai is so good. And this is going to get an anime probably in, I would say, two or three years. And it's going to, all the marketing behind it is going to be, you know, from the creator of Full Metal Alchemist. And it's going to hit because it is honestly just as good, if not better than Full Metal Alchemist. That's, and that's my sell on Yomi no Sagai. It is, I think, better than Full Metal Alchemist in the same number of chapters. And I think for anyone who hasn't read it, uh, just check out the first chapter. I think that's one that'll yep. suck you in pretty fast because it, it is just such an incredibly strong pilot. Yes, it I, is. I, I, I can't off the top of my head, think of pilots as strong as this one. Aside from Fryrin, which... Yeah, Fryrin pilot was good. Dan to Dan was good. I, I do think this is the strongest chapter one of the last... I guess of the last year, I could say. Um, yeah. It, it's it's so intriguing. It's compelling. It has everything. Yeah, and it, it uh, only it only gets... It only gets better after that, in my opinion. I, I do think the first chapter is excellent, but you, there's a big kind of change by the end of chapter one, and the place where it goes is great. I will say the thing that I love about this is, and, and as good as I think Ed, uh, Edward and Full Metal Alchemist is as a protagonist, the, the lead of this series is, is like Ed, but better. Is like Ed without the stupid jokes, with more funny jokes. He is more active in the story. Um, there is something that happened a chapter or two ago where there was kind of a typical shonen, like, join us, you know, we're sorry we were fighting you, we're not the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. And the main character just kind of sits there and is just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, you can get a hold of me whenever you want, but I, I deny your request. I'm going to do things on my own. I'm going to be my own person. I'm going my own way. And man, it's refreshing. The writing right. here is just exceptional. I Like I said, this is, I mean, I, I think in 10 years, 10 or 12, maybe 15 years, this will have an anime. It'll be completed, anime and manga form. And this is going to be, Full Metal Alchemist will be number one. And I think Yomi no Sugai will probably two or three, or maybe reverse those. Maybe Yomi no Sugai is better is number one and full metal alchemist is two or three at that point. But yeah, this is, I mean the sell for this is it's full metal alchemist part two and it's just as good, if not better. She's been writing for almost 15 years since the end of full metal alchemist, right? I think it ended in 2007 or eight, maybe 2009. Um, and so it's been 12, 13 years and she's only gotten better. Arakawa has, and this is, it's just so good. Um, and, and normally I, I would probably say, let's see where it goes. Um, but Arakawa's a hitter. You know, yeah, I I, trust I don't think Arakawa can miss. It miss, yeah. Uh, so Silver Spoon, like I, I, we all know FMA is just fantastic. Yep. Uh, but Silver Spoon, her other work, uh, is a completely different genre, and it's my favorite slice of life. Like it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's mm. it's maybe the best slice of life, and one of the best character exploration series. Yeah, I agree with you. I There is definitely something to be said. I think there's 11 or 12 chapters of this now. I guess it would be 11 chapters. I think chapter 12 will be coming out in a month or so, uh, or a couple weeks to a week or two here. Mm. Uh, yeah, I it's it's very hard not to trust Arakawa because Full Metal Alchemist has 
the best final third in Shonen, maybe ever. I mean, the whole end of that series, the climax, the finale is excellent. Silver Spoon is the same way. Excellent endings. All the character arcs are excellently... She's just she's just great. She's a hitter, man. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I'm okay to give this to Akane Banashi because while I think both of these are, are important, I Akane being published in Weekly Shonen Jump and being as good as it is and being progressive and interesting and about uh, an art form as opposed to a battle and still being framed like a battle sports shonen. Um, you were you were right to compare this to Chihayafuru, which is another series that I'm in love with. That also ended this year, um, but I didn't keep up with it. Maybe that should have been there instead of Fire Force. But I, the, the thing is, I think a Yomi no Sugai probably gets it next year. You know, I think Yomi no Sugai will... Pro- I think this is probably my best ongoing next year or maybe best character or best arc or something we'll have to see. But yeah, I, it's good that we haven't had anything sweep the awards. Um, Next year, it's going to be Dan to Dan and Yomi no Sugai battling it out for me because yeah, this series is, is excellent. I think, um, I think we give this to Akane. I think it, I think it means a little bit more in this case. I think, I think, think yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think, I think Arakawa has, uh, has her awards and has been lauded enough. I don't, does, does she need our, uh, our three viewer, five, five podcast listener reward here? Maybe uh, not. If, if it's better. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think they're both good. I think these are tied. Yeah. We give it to Kane here. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a Kane Banashi and I think, uh, I think it's well-deserved. So that's it for awards. Um, we're going to do one more quick thing, which is just a couple of honorable mention shout-outs. These are things that we thought were good uh, throughout the year. Um, I wanted to shout-out uh, Witch Hat Atelier, which is a a series by uh, Kamome Shirahama. This is... I caught, I started and caught up on this. It's about 60, 65 chapters now. The best paneling in any series ever. Um, Murata is actually second to the paneling that that Shirahama has here. This series is very good. This series is cute. It's 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 Harry Potter with cute girls doing cute things, but also magic is serious and important and artistic. I I, I love this series a lot. Um, my other honorable mention is Spy Family. Uh, as much as we talk about this week to week, sometimes being being up and down, I think it's been super consistent. Now that we think about it, uh, flashback arc with Lloyd was great. The current school bus hijacking arc is good. Uh, you're on the boat was good. I think when you look back at the year that spy family had and also the sales it had the anime released, um, I can't not, not give a short call out to spy family. So, uh, if you aren't checking either of these out, definitely give them a try. So what are your two? And honestly, spikes family has been solidly consistent. Like no had just the, uh, tennis arc, which I didn't really love, but and I think still that fine. was actually more than a year ago now, but yeah, it might've been right at the start right. of the year. I don't know. And if my only issue is a very short arc, then I, I think this is a good series. Uh, my two are Iruma Demon Academy. Um, it's it's pretty shonen standard where it, it uses a lot of the same tropes. But I think the difference here is that it's just really charming and fun. And I, I know that's that's not really descriptive in any way. But even in the tensest of arcs, I don't ever get the heavy feeling i do with some stuff like oshinoko or mm-hmm. like or some like you know uh even, but it does that while still keeping the stakes so i'm still invested but 
I have a really fun time reading it week to week. Sometimes the best thing art can be is a release from real life and an enjoyment and to make us smile. Yeah, and I think that's what this series is, and I think that's I think that's worthwhile. So, yeah, and honestly, it's just it's just fantastic. The characters are all great. The action is fun. It's just a it's a good concept, a good series. It doesn't break the mold, but it doesn't need to. Yeah, and yeah, my other one, uh, this one doesn't need my vouch because it's won a bunch of awards but i don't think many people know about it it's insomniacs after school uh it's about two insomniacs that go up to their uh, school decommissioned telescope thing and uh just hang out because they can't generate they can't sleep so they're the only ones awake at this time um i would have put this in my best rom-com but i wouldn't really consider it that much of a comedy even though it has jokes it's mostly just pure romance yeah just sort of showing romance yeah, but the characters are fucking great. Like, so much good character development. And I think the romance just works naturally. In a, in a, It doesn't have any of the romance tropes where there's misunderstandings and whatnot. And if there are moments where they get upset at each, each other, they just talk it out. Uh, so it, it, the stakes aren't, like, huge or heavy, but some of their issues are. But either way, I'm rambling. It's it's very good. Yeah, and I'm curious to check it out. Yeah, read it. It's That's awesome. That's great. Well, thanks, oh, wait, are, everybody. Are, are we going to pick the best honorable mention? Uh, no. I, I didn't put a versus here, so I don't think we're going to put these up against each other. I would say, oh, I mean... Can I pick mine, though? Which one do you think wins this? Uh, Which hat? I was going to say, I if you pick anything but which hat, I, I think we're going to have to fight. Which hat is... Yeah. Which hat is incredible. Um, it's, it's, it's fucking art. Yeah, so and good. this is getting an anime sometime next year. I don't know if we have the exact dates of it yet, but um, I think people are going to fall in love with this. This is a really, really special manga. And it's, I mean, just the visual design and the paneling that goes on in this series alone deserves, I mean, maybe there's like a next a best paneling award. I think as long as Witch Hat's being published, it's, it's Witch Hat versus uh, One Punch Man, and Witch Hat takes it for me. The paneling here is exceptional. Um it's such a good series. Next year, we should do a paneling and also fight choreography. Yeah, uh, just create cool. awards to give them to things we like. Like, best yeah. Rakugo performance manga. Okay. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Manga. Best One Piece. Yeah. Best One Piece this year is Naruto, guys. So <laughs> best One Piece that. this year is uh, is Bleach Thousand Year War republished. Yeah. New edition. We, we, don't know, we don't know how they did it, but they did. <laughs> they did it, yeah. Um, so let's go through our winners one more time, starting at, at the beginning. Um, the worst thing we read this year was, was Ichigoki's Under Control, uh, runner up to My Hero Academia there. Uh, the best ending was Fire Force. Best art and artist is, uh, Yusuke Murata for One Punch Man. Best writing, Firing at the Funeral. The best one shot is Goodbye Airy, that's Tatsuki Fujimoto. Best ongoing seinen is Oshinoko, that's, uh, Aka Akasaka and Mango. Best ongoing rom-com is Don't Talk With Me, Miss Nakatoro by Nanashi. Uh, best ongoing comedy is Witch Watch. Ongoing shonen is Chainsaw Man, Fujimoto again. Uh, the best character in 2022 was Luffy from One Piece. The best story arc is the Mock of El Dorado arc from Fire and at the Funeral. The best ongoing manga of 2022 is One Piece based on a coin flip, which no one is mad about. Uh, the best And the best new manga of 2022 is Akane Banashi. And that is our awards. Um, thank you everyone for watching 
or listening. Um, if you're listening and you want to watch us, we are live on the Black, Gray, White YouTube channel uh, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, maybe Tuesday. Follow the Twitter at White, Gray, Black Manga if you want updates on that. Um, and if you're watching us and you want us in podcast format, we are now on most podcasting platforms, the big ones, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and a couple others. Um, you should be able to see those. Um, if you want to support the channel um, and what I do, the videos I make and the podcasting we do, uh, you can always check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash WGBmanga or check me out on Twitter like I mentioned. Um, any any last words for manga in 2022, Gautam? Uh, yeah, I, I hope Ginka and Luna doesn't get the X. That's all I have to say. Yep. I think it's charming. Okay. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I hope, uh, I hope 2023 allows for more growth, more fun for the channel, for manga in the West, um, more good discussions here and in your own discords and personal lives. Um, as always, thank you so much for being with us and don't forget to read more manga. Sayonara. See ya.